0: Are we recording? Good. Okay. Hello. My name is Ernest Wick, better known as E.I. Wick. Uh, I'm a reporter for the Saskatoon Star Express newspaper. I'm recording this while the Aurora is in effect and I can get the recorder here to actually function. I know it seems pointless to do this in light of what has happened, but I guess old habits die hard. Plus, It's possible that everything will be restored at some point, and having this record will matter. People will want to know how others survived the incident. I discovered a journal in a boat that washed ashore recently. Though it was quite ragged and worn, it was intact and nearly every page was filled. The journal details the survival stories of a number of individuals who found themselves on Great Bear when the Aurora made its presence known. What makes this journal unique, however, is that it appears to have been passed from one individual to another, meaning when one survivor failed to live to see another sunrise, this journal was found by another who felt compelled to carry the story along. As I said, old habits die hard, and as a reporter, I've taken it upon myself to document and relate their stories so that they may be honored as we continue our journey through this quiet apocalypse. If there was law here, I guess this would be considered breaking and entering. And burglary. Or is it robbery? I know there's a difference when you're in someone's house, well, technically this is a cabin, but for the life of me I I can't remember. I think I'm just gonna call it stealing. The life of me. I've used that saying countless times. But then it was just words. Now? now it actually means something if it wasn't because of everything i was able to find or take or make there wouldn't even be life in me i suppose i should back up a bit my name is morgan lagandas my my location is well i'm honestly not 100 percent sure it's somewhere in northern canada I know that. I'm a cargo plane pilot based out of Anchorage, Alaska. Not a bad job, actually. I've always been a bit of an introvert, and in this job you don't work with a lot of people. Well, certainly paying for that now. It's been several days and I've seen no one, including the owner of this cabin, though I'm guessing he's long gone by now. Here's what happened as best as I can figure. I was heading east, southeast. Sky was clear. Altitude about 41,000 feet. That's when I saw it. The northern lights. Now, I've seen them before. Just beautiful at that height. But this time, they were different. I can't describe it exactly. They just looked different. I didn't have much time to look, though. It was less than five minutes after they appeared that all my instruments started to go funky, flickering in and out. I was dropping and losing control of the plane. I did my best to maintain control, but calling it control is being generous. I swear at one point, I just missed another airliner. Most likely a passenger jet, if that's what it was. I can't be sure, though. Between the flashing of the Aurora Borealis and the instruments in the cockpit, it could have been anything. I try not to think about that too much. All those people on board, and those pilots desperately trying to do the same thing as Frank and I were. Frank... yeah. He is my co-pilot. Because I never found his body, I am going to keep saying is and telling myself that he also survived and that he is out there somewhere trying to stay alive like me I suppose I should also provide some details on what I think happened after we went down sadly some is about all it's going to be there isn't a lot to tell and what there is seems to be only showing up in bits and pieces The last thing I remember seeing instrument-wise was the GPS indicating that we were going to be going down near a location identified only as Timberwolf Mountain. There were a lot of flashes of light. You know that feeling you sometimes have when you're just about to go to sleep and then you jerk awake in a panic? That's kind of what it felt like when we hit something. I'm guessing it was one of the peaks in the area. And then, I woke up. Well, to be honest, I think I rolled awake. I know that sounds weird, but I'll see if I can explain. When I came to, I felt this rush of cold, and this sensation of pins just stabbing into my face, over and over. And then I heard this loud crunch or crash or something, and Suddenly everything snapped into focus. I was on my back in the snow. And I was cold. Damn cold. The weirdest thing was, I wasn't hurt. Now I've read stories about some people in horrific accidents that walk away without a scratch. I never thought I'd be one of them. The emergency pack that we're required to throw on in situations like this was intact and still on me. I always thought that was a ridiculous company policy. In case of any emergency situation, all crew are required to retrieve and place on their persons the emergency survival packs. Failure to do so may result in termination from the company and or release company from any liability that could have been prevented from said pack. I sure as hell was happy for that policy now. Not much for supplies, but it was enough to give me hope. My watch wasn't working, but I was guessing I had around 4 or 5 hours of daylight left. It was hard to tell because the sky was overcast and a light snow had started to fall. My surroundings were pretty unforgiving, nothing but peaks of rock and a good amount of trees scattered about, and in between it the white sea of snow. Once I got my bearings, I started looking for any wreckage from the plane. I knew it had to be around somewhere. Shelter and heat was what I needed, and needed right away. And I was figuring my best bet was what might be left on the plane, if anything. Plus, I'm sure if some of the cargo survived, then there would be something useful in there, too. I couldn't see anything obvious but there was a huge broken path in the snow leading to a ledge. I had a pretty good idea of what caused that, but I had to know. I made my way to the ledge and looked down, steadied myself, and saw the crushed remains of the cockpit at the bottom. Any hope of using that as a shelter were gone. The cockpit wasn't alone, though. Not too far from it, walking on a frozen stream, was... A bear. And even from this height, he was huge. I was never so happy to have this distance in between us. He regarded the wreckage for a little bit, then moved on. I did too, but as I turned to leave, I saw something that gave me just a little bit of hope. It was a rope, and it was tied to a nearby rock and dropped all the way down to that stream. I didn't even notice it before, and I certainly wasn't about to test it, especially with that bear nearby. So it was time to find a different way, but I knew, though, I'd be back. My Quiet Apocalypse is copyright 2018 by Are You Not Entertainment and is a fictionalized account of an actual play in the video game The Long Dark, owned and produced by Hinterland Studios. For information about the game, visit hinterlandgames.com. Intro music by Nicholas Gasparini. Credit music by Gunslinger Andy. For information about the show and those behind it, please visit myquietapocalypse.com.